Um, hi everyone, I'm Michael Stasian. This is Mobile Growth Podcast where we discuss how to grow and monetize mobile apps. Today we have a super interesting guest, Manson Chen. Manson is the founder of Parabolica and before he was a growth marketer at one of the largest, if not the largest, meditation app, Come. And later he was a team lead, a growth marketer at Cash App, huge fintech app probably as well one of the largest in the world hi Manson. thanks so much for for joining us today i guess maybe you can start with telling us a little bit about your your company parabolica what is it what what are you doing yeah thanks for having me first and foremost uh, my company does performance strategy and growth marketing so companies that need creative help with growth i'm there to help you create new ads, test them. And if you need, I also offer media buying. So for teams that need help with that, I offer those resources as well. But it, but it mostly like ad creatives, right? This is what you're like area of expertise. This is what you, you know the best. Yes, ad creatives. Uh, uh, and oh. especially on paid social. So Facebook, Instagram, the those types of channels. Yeah, I got it. Those, those channels are actually huge for any subscription monetizing apps so it's super super interesting to discuss and i think uh, the most interesting stuff is some insights about how you run marketing at creatives at come during your time at come what was the process maybe we can actually start with the tool set what was the tool set there to 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 to, to run marketing yeah the tool set we had a a tableau we had Tableau that was our single source of mm -hmm. truth for data and marketing decisions. We used AppsFlyer as our MMP, and we had two designers on our growth team, and we used Mode as a SQL platform to pull data for audiences and, and whatnot, or ad hoc reports. And we had a very, very good data science team, and... Yeah, I think that's it. Got it. Yeah, I think I actually seen somewhere on, on YouTube a video from Calm team about LTV forecasting for, for subscription episodes, but it will like really sophisticated setup with uh, mm -hmm. the data used to have accurate LTV forecast on different segments of, of subscribers. That, that's pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. And speaking about ad creatives, how did you approach creating creatives? And how did you work with that? Yeah, our philosophy with creatives is winning the attention game because our social media feeds are filled with all these things that are competing for your attention. So to win the attention game, you need to do a lot of creative testing. So every week we tested somewhere between 50 to 100 different new ads. They could be new iterations or they could be new concepts, but a mix of about 75 new ads per week. We wow, tagged. That's, that's impressive. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, how, how did you, sorry for, for interruption, how did you come up with that, that number? Why, why 75 per week? Yeah, that was about on average our output. I think it was a mix of team resources. That was about as fast as we could go with our lean team and a action of our spend on Facebook. 
So our, our testing budget on Facebook was about 10% of our Facebook spend. So if we grew more, then we would have to test more and that would mean more, more ads. So there came to a point where Facebook was as profitable as we could get with our team. And so that's where that 75 on average leveled out. Mm -hmm. And what was the process behind creating them? How did you, I mean, that's what, right? 75, how did you come up with the ideas? How you decide mm -hmm. in which direction to go, what new creatives to, 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 to do? Yeah, we held weekly meetings to go over all the creatives that we had created in the previous week. We went over cost per trial, trial to subscribe rate, cost per installs, all these, all these different metrics for our ads. And obviously we were looking at Tableau data for LTV CAC predictions, and we were looking at um, down funnel metrics for our creative concepts. And so over time, based on our creative naming convention, we were tagging things like duration, aspect ratio, concept, script, headlines, all these different things. And over time, we were able to compile a library of what we call control elements. So these elements tend to do well or tend to bring on a positive lift for an ad creative when we, when we introduce it. So yeah, that's super um, interesting. Can you do, do mm -hmm. you remember what are those? So you, you, you mentioned like duration, this is like how long should be your ad, right? Aspect ratio, depending on where you are actually showing this ad, what, what are the crush metrics to, to think of? Duration, how long the video ad is. Our videos at Calm were almost always over 40 seconds, and we created four by fives for, for video aspect ratios. And if they gone on to win meeting our LTV CAC targets, then we always resize them for YouTube, 16 by 9, and other channels. But I, th I think I missed your uh question. Sorry. Yeah, so in in I I mean, were there any other like uh, any other crucial metric that you wanted to to test? So like you you figured that this is like the perfect length, so we more or less should be targeting this length length of the this the aspect ratio. But then you have to kind of have some other stuff that you need to 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 rotate to change in this as creative. Did you came up with like? I don't know, sp specific CTAs that you want to use and copy mm. from one to another or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that goes back to the control elements. So something. Yeah. Control elements. That's, that's the word I was <laughs> trying yeah. to, to remember. Yeah. So something like a rain on leaves background that you might be familiar with. If you've seen the ads, that, that background tends to perform very well or another element that we uh, would rotate from one ad to another would be a script. So three reasons why you can't sleep at night. Reason one, you're anxious. Those scripts we would test throughout different ad iterations, new concepts. We, we would put those winning scripts on new concepts because that also removes a little bit of your downside risks. Because if you're testing a completely new concept with a completely new script, there's a very low chance that it'll work. But if you inter introduce a new concept along with a proven script, then there's a higher chance of that ad winning. 
So we got a lot of inspiration from organic channels for, for our ad visuals. What's trending on Reddit, what's trending on Instagram, what we call oddly satisfying visuals. Something like, you know, a tractor driving through a field or someone cutting through a piece of sourdough bread or a 3D rendering of, you know, this, these oddly satisfying visuals that really capture the attention, yeah. like kinetic sand. Yes, I've seen a bunch of them. <laughs> They're pretty interesting. I, I wonder who came up first with the idea of using those visuals in, in, in ads. Yeah, yeah. It's all about winning the attention game. So one of the early funnel metrics that we would look at when we're testing creatives is your average video view duration or cost per three second video view. So if it's cheaper to, to have a three second video view, that means that people are more likely to go on and listen to your message instead of just, you know, scrolling through your video and, and moving on to the next thing on their feed. Yeah. That's makes a lot of sense and were there any like so you you said that this were mainly for facebook and instagram did you run any other channels and was there any difference to those on those channels yeah i personally ran reddit as well we had a a few other members on our growth team at com running google youtube and mm -hmm. our our process was we would resize and localize winners from Facebook English onto, you know, Google and, and, and whatnot. But there are differences to, to what, what will win if, if you're running on different channels. So if you're running on YouTube, that doesn't necessarily mean that an ad that won on Facebook will win on YouTube. So if you're running YouTube, I would recommend testing on YouTube if you have the resources. But if you don't have enough resources, I would recommend testing on Facebook and then scaling out to your different channels. Because in the industry, it's kind of well known that YouTube is a little bit risk averse with their algorithm. If you have a winning ad on YouTube, it'll last a long time and it's hard to unseat that winner with a new ad. So with creative testing, it's hard to introduce a new ad and, and, and have that scale. Got it. And how did you approach essentially creative, so-called creative burnout? How do you determine when to roll out new creatives and depreciate your like existing set of creatives? Yeah. yeah. With, with creative rotation, we generally just let the ad run and fizzle out and we're monitor monitoring our ad performance every couple of days in Tableau. So we're looking at metrics like cost per install, cost per subscribe, LTV CAC. And over time, you'll, you'll notice that, you know, cost per trials increasing. That's an early indicator that your ad is burning out. So once it, once it gets past a, an acceptable LTV CAC ratio, we, we will pause an ad. But the good thing is that because we're testing so much, we have a steady flow of winning ads that we're always rotating into our business as usual campaigns. So the mm -hmm. rate of ad fatigue was lower than our winning ad rate. So our campaigns were always filled with winning ads, literally to the limit. Got it. Yeah. So our, I wonder, our... you, you mentioned mm -hmm. like 
a lot of this data is like on ad creative level. So you have, let's say, Tableau analytics on ad creative level and being able to adjust almost in real time. I wonder if this can be done these days with AT by Apple. I mean, like they limit tracking pretty significantly. And I guess it's virtually impossible to, to have analytics on at creative level, or at least in that amount, like you are saying 70, let's say 75 creatives per week. I think there mm -hmm. are very strict limits on how many campaigns you can actually track with SCAD network that Apple employs now. Mm -hmm. Do you have any, any, any thoughts on this? Yeah, I think the limit is a hundred campaigns you can track per channel through SK ad network. So, you know, with Android, you can still measure this level of performance. So one strategy that we employed at Calm and Cash App was we would test on Android. And we've done some tests at Calm where we sort of measured the effectiveness of iOS Broad versus a Android lookalike on Facebook. And we ran a lot of creative tests and we we're confident that if we tested on Android with a constrained lookalike audience, let's say like 5%, the performance carried over and was, you know, similar on iOS. So we started testing on Android. Yeah, that makes sense. It's actually a very good idea. So far, tracking on Android is easier, but I, I guess, I think Google is also preparing similar stuff to Apple's ATT and it will be as hard to track as mm -hmm. it is already on the Apple's platform. And talking about the experience with the Cash App, like, can you tell us a little bit about that and how different is the experience like of running campaigns for subscription-based app, where you probably optimize for trial start, subscription start, and completely different, I would say, FinTech app. Yeah, the, the question when you're running a campaign for FinTech is what's the down funnel metric that you want to measure? For a subscription app like Calm, it's easy. We want to measure a trial and we want to optimize for either a trial or subscribe. But for something like a fintech app, I guess it's very similar to gaming. There could be whales out there that you know spend a lot on games, or there could be whales out there that will deposit a lot of money into Cash App or buy a lot of Bitcoin. That's almost impossible now to optimize toward on iOS. So, but was different at Cash App because Cash App spends a lot more on advertising. We had a media mix model that we used as a source of truth for our marketing buys. So every quarter we would look back on channel level multipliers, uh, multipliers between what was reported on their platform versus what we saw internally. And then we would adjust those channel level multipliers and optimize our channel level buys using those. So that was a another way to get around the iOS tracking limitations. So another thing that was different was at Cash App, there was a smaller emphasis on creative level performance. So at Calm, we did a lot of ad optimizations, creative rotation, creative pausing and and new introducing new winning ads. At Cash App, winning ads would last a long time. So we had a we had winning ads that would have been up for a year, for instance, and our creative rotation was much slower. 
And you think this is because of the category of the app, right? So it's. Mm, I think it's it's another it's another it's another situation entirely. I think it's cultural, it's organizational. Where if you look at some a company like Rocket Money, they do a lot of testing on Facebook and they do, you know, oddly satisfying visuals as well. Maybe you've seen there there's an egg being cracked with a hand with someone's hand and there's Netflix written on it and they crack it over a, a sink just to get attention. So I don't think it's category specific. It's company and, and cultural specific. Yeah. Got it. And I guess question that's interesting personally to me, why you decided to, to, to run your own campaign, a company, how you decided to kind of dive into this startup world, so to speak. Yeah. I, I love creative testing and I, I love that I can be creative and right now I see that there's a big gap in, and because AI was introduced, there's a big gap, big gap in proficiency. There's a big gap in people not knowing what's possible with generative AI. So that's why I decided to, you know, go out in this rough economic environment and decide to, to start my own company. And I think, you know, life is short. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Life are, is you, short. are you like, are you venture backed or you're looking, are you raising money or you're bootstrapping the company? Bootstrapped. Bootstrapped. Got it. And so it's about generative AI for ad creatives, right? So how do you, how do you approach that? Are you using some APIs of, I don't know, open AI or what, what tools are you using? Yeah. Yeah. So to, to create some generative AI ads and, and to be clear, it's just one set of creatives that I produce. I also do UGC, you know, 2d motion graphic, 3d, 3d motion graphic, but with generative AI, there's, have you heard of stable diffusion? Yeah. I, I heard about this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like an open source text to image. AI, sort of like Midjourney, but there are yeah. I played around with Midjourney actually. Midjourney is like, and I am super impressed. The quality of the pictures you are getting of it, just incredible. Yeah, it's insane. And so with Stable Diffusion, there, there, there's a group called D Forum. They created a code base on top of Stable Diffusion because video is a, a series of images at like 12 frames per second, for example. So I'm using a, a Python notebook to generate those creatives. And already I'm seeing there's a platform out there that offers a GUI. They're called Genmo.ai that offers text to video. It's not as flexible as DForum I'm finding, but it's making it easier for, for people to test into text to video. Got it. What type of clients are you looking for? Are you, if you are looking for, for new clients, shall our listeners reach out to you if they need ad creatives? Yeah, yeah. Reach out to me if you need ad, ad creatives. I think there's a, there's a lot of companies out there that are looking ads that don't convert. They're not testing enough. And if you're looking to you know, grow revenue profitably or sustainably, you need to do creative testing on, on Facebook. Creative velocity is a term I've heard thrown around with ad platforms now. You need to test more often. And again, it's about winning the attention game on social media. 
Yeah, that's that's a good advice. I completely agree. What would be the best way to 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 reach out? Show people follow you on LinkedIn, LinkedIn on Twitter. Where to find you? Yeah, follow me on LinkedIn. You can search my name, Manson Chen, or you can go to my website, goparabolica.com, and reach out. I'll I'll be here to help. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for sharing your expertise today with us. Thank you. Thanks, Mike.